Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Varsity Firearms Podcast, Episode 4. I am your host, John Valenti. Can you believe it? Episode 4. In today's episode, I am going to talk about the new carry qualification in New Jersey for at least a little bit, because I'm sure you're going to agree here, this can't hold up too long due to all the controversy that surrounds it. And it's probably going to change a few times before this episode is even complete. But I can tell you one thing that's not going to change, and that is the commitment of the New Jersey 2A organizations, as I know they are not going to just sit back and surrender to this overkill qualification. I'm also going to introduce some tips and drills to enhance your skills that you can work on at the range. Before we get started, I just want to mention a great page on social media to follow. It's called N2A or News2A. I've been following them for close to five months now, and I just think they are such a good page that offers great quality information. News2A or N2A. Follow them on Twitter or Facebook, they will give you all the up-to-date happenings. News 2A, they are just awesome. I'm even going to look to have them on the show somewhere down the line. With that said, let's get on with it. All right, so let's discuss the carry qualification for New Jersey. It was just released on July 18th. From what I see, it has 10 phases. Definitely more intense than the prior course. You're still working the same distances of 25, 15, 10, and 7 yards. I believe there's a 3 or 1 yard also at the end of it. It's still max round of 50. You still have to land 40% to pass. But it's definitely more intense. There's a lot of holster draw involved in it. And that's going to be a big difference for, for a lot of shooters. And also, I don't know many ranges that are going to allow you just to come in and draw from a holster without some type of certification or proof of course so that's gonna that's gonna change some things here you're gonna also demonstrate safety and accuracy this new course here it's not from the ready position anymore and it's going to include you know weak hand shooting kneeling kneeling and drawing from a holster timed courses or, or time segments so I'm going to call it intense intimidating maybe for some but the good thing here is if you're a committed shooter and you train and you practice then you should be okay if you don't you need to start training you need to start getting out there and shooting your firearm and working these distances And I'm going to give you some ideas as we go through this podcast of ways to prepare yourself. But 
before we go on and talk about the training end, uh, I'm going to say three big keys that I see is the educational piece. And I'm going to suggest that before you do this, first of all, you have to have patience. You have to have patience for the the written application portion. So you're going to need the same patience for the fire uh, for the shooting qualification. But you need to, and I don't know if it's mandated, but I'm going to strongly suggest that you take the basics of pistol shooting course. I'm going to suggest that you take the use of force course and probably the holster draw. You're going to need that holster draw course. So I would get those things out of the way before you sign up to take this qualification. And we'll go from there. And you're really going to just have to sharpen your skills and, you know, put that time into training. And that's going to be whether you're training at home, whether you're handling that firearm, whether you're practicing on the, on the, the holster draw, picking up your sights right away, whatever it may be, these are the things you're going to have to do. But I'm going to get more involved as we go along in this podcast. So with that said, let me continue a little more on the new qual topic. A little bit more of my own opinion, how I feel about it. Because I'm not sure how I'm presenting it. But the truth is, I'm really not happy about it. Especially, and I'm sure some people are going to relate to this. I've already qualified with 10 guns in the past year. So sure there's people out there that have already qualified. And now we have to deal with requalifying. So that's that stinks. But is it good or bad? Who am I to judge? I guess it's all opinion. My opinion is I'm not 100% sure, although I was fine with the way it was. But knowing what the new qual is, I can definitely say that some experienced shooters and even beginners or mostly beginners look to be set up to fail. But just another negative part of this roller coaster ride in New Jersey over guns. But, you know, it's really put in place, in my opinion, of course, to cause delays and persuade us not to want to continue the process or delay us to start the process or confuse us with confidence about the process outright just to say, heck with it, I'm not doing it, it's too much work. That's what I believe, but you know, maybe there's some truth to that, maybe there's not. But it's really no different, it's the same game, same game that we played through the application process same runaround to deter us and confuse people like me and you. So what what do I do? What do I expect? What what's a good way to look at this? Well, 
it's never going to be a smooth process. So we need to understand that. We need to definitely stay positive. And of course, we have no choice but to comply with the rules that the rules that are in place. But we have to practice. We have to own it. We have to ace it. We have to prove all the negativity that surrounds us wrong. So we know what to expect. We know that it's not going to be a smooth process, what has been so far. But we need to approach this by being the best we can be, by being the best you can be. Get that practice in. Start working on all your technique at the range. And also remember this, and we talked about it in episode three about support. We need to support those two A organizations because they're not laying down to any of this. They're fighting every day for you and me, for our right to bear arms. So we have to make sure we support them. It's still an important piece. But from my point of view here, the new qual is definitely overkill. Again, my opinion. But with the commitment and training and practice, you're going to get through it. We're all going to get through it. Some people a little bit easier than others. But if you put in the work, you're going to be okay. And there is some upside when you pass the course and you take the basics of pistol and the use of force. You're not only going to be qualified when you pass the course, but you're going to be a sound shooter with good knowledge and skill. Moving on to training. So if you're a beginner, experienced, or consider yourself an expert, it doesn't matter because training is training and training is practice. And it's a big part of being a responsible gun owner. It helps you stay sharp. It can be developed around who you want to be. It's personal achievement. It's for any qualification you're looking to take. But it's simple. You train, you put in the work, and you do it with the desire, the dedication, and the discipline. So what, what do we do? What do we do to design a good training program for ourselves? Well, you have to start with designing a plan. You need to have a plan. And your plan should be like how many times you can get to the range, create some sort of or some type of course of fire that you want to do when you get to the range. You got to practice handling your gun. You got to work on grip, grip comfort, uh, work on your stance, key in and really get to feel good learning your sights, 
do dry firing at home, put a number on that, that would be your plan. Your plan needs to be designed around not only what you're looking to accomplish, but designed around making sure you're in the right direction and you see the improvements to be that type of shooter you want to be and gain your accuracy and, and, comf- and be comfortable. So this all ties in together, but training and practice, having a plan, putting that plan to work is what's going to help you. For me, I st- my plan is to commit to getting to the range X amount of times and setting up certain drills. Um, so an example is, you know, I try and get to the range at a minimum of five times a month. At the max, I'm getting there eight times a month. And I do different drills and... of it is from the ready position. I put together some scenarios in my head. And I've created a few drills that I do. Although, you know, I can say I created them, but it's just a bunch of numbers um, at 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 a different yards, different distances. But I created it how I wanted it to go for me and what I thought would benefit me to become a more accurate uh, and better shooter, putting down some good groups. I'll talk about that drill also, but any drill, any type of hands-on work is going to make you better and being consistent about it is going to make you better. Let's take the next few minutes and talk about drills. I want to talk about some of the drills that I do that I think will be useful and maybe provide some more options. These drills are good whether you're a beginner shooter or an advanced shooter. It really doesn't matter. Truth is, all drilling, any drilling, any practice, it's all good. But I've put together a couple things, and like I said before, I think they're my drills, I call them my drills, but there might be similar drills out there and there might be a sequence of the same type of drill that I do, although I don't know of it, but there may be. But the best way to put this out there for you guys to understand and have this in your back pocket for training is for me to talk about my typical day at the range. I'll kind of walk you through it so you understand the process. So my my day at the range always starts with a warm-up. I warm up with two 10-round magazines loaded with 10. I shoot the first mag at seven yards. I shoot the second mag at 10 yards. At this point, I'm comfortable enough to start. Uh, It lets me get used to the particular firearm that I chose to bring to the range that day and feel the trigger on it and and just any kinks I have to get out before I get started. So then I start with 
the first drill that I call the 5105. I use three mags loaded with 10. I shoot the first 10 at 10 yards. I shoot the next 10 at 15 yards and I shoot the final 10 at 10 yards. I do this two times through. So it's three mags at 10 yards, 15 yards, and 10 yards. When I'm done with this drill two times, I've now used 60 rounds of ammo. Then I move to what I call sevens, and I use three mags again. I load each of them with seven rounds, and I shoot the first seven rounds at seven yards, the second seven rounds at 10 yards, and the third seven rounds at seven yards. I do this two times through. Now that is 42 rounds of ammo. Then what I do is I move to my next drill, which I call the cleanup drill. And that is eight rounds at 25 yards, 10 rounds at 20 yards, 10 rounds at 15 yards, 10 rounds again at 25 yards, and 10 rounds at 10 yards. This brings me up to 170 rounds, which includes my warm-up. Then I move on to my final drill, which I call the advanced qual. And this is all with five rounds in the mags. Again, I use three. So I put five rounds in the first three mags and I shoot five rounds at 25, five rounds at 15, five rounds at 10. I reload those three mags. I move the, move the target to seven yards and I shoot the first five at seven yards, the second five at seven yards again, but weak hand only, and then the last five, seven yards again, strong hand. At this point, I've hit 200 rounds of ammo. Now, the advanced qual, I kind of play with that a little bit. Sometimes I'll start from the shortest distance to the further, or the furthest, furthest distance to the shorter distance. It doesn't really matter. You can kind of play around with that. But during this, I'm getting a lot of magazine changing and a lot of shooting at different distances in, with different sequences and different, different, different amounts of ammo. So it really gives me a lot of work. I've used this a lot. I've used this with some of the people I train, and it's really gone well. So I'm hoping that this is something that will work for you or give you another option for something to try to help you achieve those goals that you're looking to do when it comes to shooting. I do want to just touch a little bit of dry fire, although I am going to talk about this down the line in, in other episodes. But... You want to make sure you're getting at least 50 reps of dry fire in a week other than your range visits. For example, if, if I don't get to the range, I will get 150 rounds of dry fire. If I do get to the range, 
I'm going to always do 50 rounds in that week. I'm going to just take time, get 50 rounds of dry fire. A dry fire can be done just as dry fire. It can be done with snap caps, dummy bullets, laser. It really doesn't matter. Try and get it done. Um, This is going to help you get comfortable, and this is going to help you get comfortable with trigger pull and lining up your sights. So if you add that along with the range visits, it's a lot of work you're putting in, and I highly recommend. So hopefully all this works for you, and if you have any questions on it, feel free to email me or shoot me a message on Facebook, and we can talk about it and discuss anything or any thoughts you have. Now that you have some drills, hopefully you get to work at it, get after it, put the time in. Remember, ammo can be expensive. It is 200 rounds to complete these drills. And if you can't do it once a week, try bi-weekly or at least once a month. Make sure you handle that dry fire. I really believe that this is a great sequence of drills. I've used them over and over. Right now, I'm going to say I'm a pretty good shooter, and there was a time where I had no confidence, and and my shots were all over the place, and I put a lot of this together as a beginner and carried carried it through and made some changes as I became more advanced, and it's really worked well for me, so hopefully it does the same for you. I do want to mention that this week's podcast was fun for me because... I'm actually on vacation, and I did this podcast out of Key West, Florida, so it's going to be a memorable one for me, and I'm going to head over to wrap it up. This concludes episode four of the Varsity Firearms Podcast. Just a quick reminder, make sure you use all safety precautions when trying these new drills I brought forth today. This is not only important at the range, but also at home. When you're working on your dry fire at home, be sure to visually check that firearm to confirm the gun is clear at least three times. You should also check your magazine to be sure there's no ammo in it and make sure that that firearm is always pointed in a safe direction so another one in the books this time from hot and humid but beautiful key west florida thanks for listening thanks for all the positive feedback i received through messaging email and facebook i also want to remind you to follow me on facebook at varsity firearms follow me on instagram at varsity underscore firearms also, email me if you have any questions or concerns at varsityfirearmstraining.com. And in your downtime, take a look at my website, varsityfirearms.com. Take care and be safe.